This is the Master of None podcast Christmas special, December 2020. And we just have several things that we're going to read together, so I hope you enjoy them. Three kings came riding from far away, Melchior and Gaspar and Balthazar. Three wise men out of the east were they, and they traveled by night, and they slept by day. For their guide was a beautiful, wonderful star. The star was so beautiful, large and clear, that all the other stars of the sky became a white mist in the atmosphere. And by this they knew that the coming was near of the prince foretold in the prophecy. Three caskets they bore on their saddle bows, three caskets of gold with golden keys. Their robes were of crimson silk with rose, of bells and pomegranates and fir bellows, their turbans like blossoming almond trees. And so the three kings rode into the west, through the dusk of the night over hill and dell, and sometimes they nodded with beard on breast, and sometimes they talked as they paused to rest, with the people they met at some wayside well. Of the child that is born, said Balthazar, good people, I pray you, tell us the news, for we in the east have seen his star, and have ridden fast and have ridden far, to find and worship the king of the Jews. And the people answered, You ask in vain. We know of no king but Herod the Great. They thought the wise men were men insane, as they spurred their horses across the plain, like riders in haste who cannot wait. And when they came to Jerusalem, Herod the Great, who had heard this thing, sent for the wise men and questioned them, and said, Go down to Bethlehem, and bring me tidings of this new king. So they rode away, and the star stood still, the only one in the gray of morn. Yes, it stopped, it stood still, of its own free will, right over Bethlehem on the hill, the city of David, where Christ was born. And the three kings rode through the gate and the guard, through the silent street, till their horses turned, and neighed as they entered the great inn-yard. But the windows were closed and the doors were barred, and only a light in the stable burned, and cradled there in the scented hay, in the air made sweet by the breath of kine, the little child in the manger lay, the child that would be king one day, of a kingdom not human, but divine. His mother Mary of Nazareth sat watching beside his place of rest, watching the even flow of his breath, for the joy of life and the terror of death were mingled together in her breast. They laid their offerings at his feet. The gold was their tribute to a king. The frankincense, with its odor sweet, was for the priest, the paraclete, the myrrh for the body's burying. And the mother wondered and bowed her head, and sat as still as a statue of stone. Her heart was troubled yet comforted, remembering what the angel had said of an endless reign of David's throne. Then the kings rode out of the city gate, with a clatter of hoofs in proud array. But they went not back to Herod the Great, for they knew his malice and feared his hate, and returned to their homes by another way. And that is The Three Kings by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. June 28, 1914, Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria was assassinated while in the city of Sarajevo. 
This event was the spark that caused much of the world to explode into war over the following months. One British soldier wrote in his diary, Those of us who had enlisted in the summer of 1914 expected we would all be home by Christmas. I suspect the Saxons, in their trenches, on the other side of the wire and across no man's land, thought the same thing. Weeks of cool, rainy weather in November and early December turned the trenches on both sides of the Western Front into pits of mud. The constant rifle and artillery fire, the damp cold, the mud, and fever have taken their toll. The men who have survived, I fear, are nearly broken. What a miserable, bloody mess this has all become. Just a few weeks later, who would have thought we would welcome the cold? The mud has frozen solid and hard frost has covered everything. In some strange way, it has a beauty of its own. A welcome blessing in time for Christmas. As the sun set over the Western Front on Christmas Eve 1914, the firing gradually ceased. Normally the trenches would be kept dark to avoid giving the enemy a target. But around 8.30 p.m., an officer of the Royal Irish Rifles reported to headquarters, Germans have illuminated their trenches are singing songs and wishing us a happy Christmas. Compliments are being exchanged, but am nevertheless taking all military precautions. Up and down the line, similar reports began to come in. German soldiers were placing Christmas trees lit with candles above their trenches. The sweet sounds of Stille Nacht could be heard coming from the German trenches, and the Germans, in turn, began to hear the first Noel and other carols coming from their enemies' lines. Scouts from opposing sides cautiously began to meet each other in no man's land, greet each other, exchange gifts of alcohol and cigars, and return to their own lines with news of an unofficial Christmas truce. By most accounts, Saxon soldiers of the German army were the first to reach out. English soldier, English soldier, a Merry Christmas, a Merry Christmas and come out English soldier come out here to us and we are Saxons you are Anglo-Saxons what is there for us to fight about private Heath wrote for some little time we were cautious and did not even answer officers fearing treachery ordered the men to be silent but up and down our line one heard the men answering that Christmas greeting from our enemy how could we resist wishing each other a Merry Christmas, even though we might be at each other's throats immediately afterward? So we kept up a running conversation with the Germans, all the while our hands ready on our rifles. Blood and peace, enmity and fraternity, war's most amazing paradox. The night wore on to dawn, a night made easier by songs from the German trenches, the pipings of piccolos, and from our broad lines, laughter, and Christmas carols. Not a shot was fired. Cautiously at first, in the early hours of Christmas morning, men from both sides ventured out of their trenches and into no man's land to meet their adversaries. Details are uncertain, but it seems that for at least one day, Christmas 1914, there was peace along most of the Western Front. Soldiers from both sides ate, drank, and sang together, Gifts were exchanged, and football matches were organized. Had it been left to the soldiers on the ground, this event may have ended the war. But governments and military commands 
certainly did not approve of this unofficial ceasefire. By some accounts, the Christmas truce, as it came to be known, in certain places lasted well into January 1915. Military commands began to take measures to end the truce and make sure that it would not happen again. Tragically, the war would drag on for nearly four more years. Despite the tragedy of World War I, the Great War, the war to end all wars, stories of the Christmas truce show us how the light of Christmas can shine through even in the darkest hours. The Book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The story of the birth of Christ, as told in the book of Luke, chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. 
Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Peace on earth and God bless. Music for the Master of None podcast Christmas special is Wish by Kevin McLeod, Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0.